your name is Yahweh. You're a miracle walking God. Your name is Yahweh. Yahweh, Yahweh. Your name is Yahweh. You're a miracle Happy Sabbath, church. God. We miss seeing many of you in person but we're believing that God will bring us to that place where we'll be able to see each other again without masks, without uh, greeting with elbows, and we'll be able to hug and, and kiss and praise God for bringing us back together. So while we might be in Egypt, we do believe that the Lord will lead us to Canaan and the promised land at his due time. We know we also have a lot of visitors on the line today but at the end of our worship, we will take the time to recognize you all and to, and to welcome you to, with worshiping with us. We know we have people who have called from far and near, from within our state and from across the Atlantic Ocean. We just want to welcome you all and remind you that Jesus Christ said that in this world, in John 16, verse 33, we will have tribulation we will have challenges we're experiencing right now. But then he also gave us the promise that says, be of good cheer because I have overcome the world. And because Jesus has overcome, that makes us all overcomers in Jesus' name. Good morning, everyone, and happy Sabbath. David said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. If you're glad this morning, please let's recite our affirmation of faith that comes from John 3:16. John 3:16 it tells us, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. And then our affirmation of worship found in Exodus 28 through 11. Exodus 28 through 11, recite with me. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days shall thou labor and do all thy work. But the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord thy God. In it thou shalt not do any work. Thou, nor thy son, nor thy daughter, nor thy manservant, nor thy maidservant, nor thy cattle, nor thy stranger that is within thy gates. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea and all that in them is, and rested the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. You are now called to worship. Uh, Father, and our God, we are truly very grateful for the privilege that we have to be able to come before your throne at this time. We thank you, O oh Lord, for the blessing of life, the blessing of health. And now, O oh Lord, may the words of our mouth and the meditation of the hearts of your people be acceptable in your sight. In Jesus' name, amen. Good morning and happy Sabbath. 
Today's Bible reading is going to be taken from Exodus chapter 14 from verse 9 to 11. Again, Exodus chapter 14 from verse 19, 9 to 11. And I'll read. So the Egyptians pursued them, all the horses and chariots of Pharaoh, his horsemen and his army, and overtook them camping by the sea beside Pi-Heroth before Baal-Zephon. And when Pharaoh drew near, the children of Israel lifted their eyes, and behold, the Egyptians marched after them. So they were afraid, and the children of Israel cried out to the Lord. Then they said to Moses, because there were no graves in Egypt, have you taken us away to die in the land? So they were afraid, and the children of Israel cried out to the Lord. Then they said to Moses, Because there were no graves in Egypt, have you taken us away to die in the wilderness? Why have you so dealt with us to bring us up out of Egypt? May the Lord bless the readers, the hearers, and the doers of his word. In Jesus' name, amen. Shall we pray? Lord, the hour is come to share with your people the message that you have placed on my heart. Speak through me, O Lord, that your people may hear you and your name lifted I in Jesus' name. Amen. We all remember the story of the liberation of the children of Israel from bondage in the land of Egypt, a very popular story after a series of some of the greatest miracles God had ever performed in the history of mankind and the extensive reluctance of Pharaoh to let the people go. We know that story. It wasn't easy, but Pharaoh had no choice. In the end, he had to let the children of Israel, the people of God, he had to let them go. So after Pharaoh finally released the children of Israel and let them go, as chronicled in the book of Exodus chapter 13, verse 17, specifically saying, then it came to pass, the Bible says, when Pharaoh had let the people go, that God did not lead them by way of the land of the Philistines, although it was near. For God said, lest perhaps the people change their minds when they see war and return 
to Egypt. So instead of leading them the short way, God led them through a much longer route by the way of the wilderness of the Red Sea. Well, you can imagine the level of excitement the people must have felt after 430 years of slavery in Egypt. How proud of their God the people must have been. A God who delivered them from oppression by way of incredible miracles without a single loss of life in their ranks in the process. They were now confidently on their way to the land of promise in Kenya. The Lord even physically accompanied them on this journey. The scripture says in the book of Exodus, chapter 13, verse 21, it says, And the Lord went before them by day in a pillar of cloud to lead them and by night in a pillar of fire to give them light, so as to go by day and by night. So on they went. They not only felt the presence of God, they also physically experienced him in the form of the two pillars as they traveled. The Bible says the plan was that they were going to camp before Hahiroth between Megdal and the Red Sea, opposite Baal Zephon for a rest. So now, they had Egypt behind them, the Red Sea before them, the Philistines on one side, and other enemy nations on the other side. In other words, they were surrounded completely on all sides with no rational option of a safe escape should there be a need one would proceed. When Pharaoh suddenly changed his mind once again about letting the people go, as he had done on so many previous occasions. He decided to pursue in the hope of bringing them back to Egypt. So Pharaoh must have thought to himself, what do I do now? 
all the cheap labor that I have been getting for 430 years suddenly gone. No, I cannot do that. So he pursued. Exodus chapter 14 verse 9 says, so the Egyptians pursued them, all the horses and chariots of Pharaoh, his horsemen, his army, and overtook them camping by the sea beside Pi Harriot, before Zalbal Zephon. And verse 10 continues, and when Pharaoh drew near, the children of Israel lifted up their eyes, and behold, the Egyptian marched after them. So they were afraid. And the children of Israel cried out unto the Lord, even as they cried out to the Lord, they also shouted at Moses and complained. Is it because there are no graves in Egypt that you have brought us to the wilderness to die? They were in despair. You know what? They had forgotten that God himself was their GPS. Moses, all of a sudden, the hero of the people of God had suddenly turned into a villain, blaming him for all kinds of things. They had completely forgotten about the presence of God who has been with them in the form of the pillars of cloud and fire. This is the same God who spoke the world into existence, including the seas. So God asked Moses to stretch out his hand over the sea. And as Moses stretched out his hand over the sea, behold, the children of Israel saw the sea part into two walls, one on the left hand and the other on the right hand, so that they walked on dry land. I'm sure they must have hesitated a minute before stepping into the midst of the sea on dry land. But eventually they did. And as they went on the dry land, they were once again, their faith was once again restored in the Almighty God. And you can imagine that as they went, they must have looked behind them. And then 
what did they see? They saw the Egyptians, the chariots of Pharaoh and his army also crossing on dry land. I can't imagine how horrified they must have been not knowing God had his plans. So when the last of the children of Israel crossed and God commanded Moses to raise up his hand again over the sea, and he did. Meanwhile, all the chariots of Pharaoh, his army, all of his horses, right in the middle of the Red Sea at this point. So Pharaoh, so Moses raised up his hand over the sea again, and lo and behold, the walls of water collapsed upon the chariots and the horses of Pharaoh and consumed them. God had just made a way where none was visible to human eyes. Verse 31 says, Thus Israel saw the great work which the Lord had done in Egypt, so the people feared God and believed the Lord and his servant Moses. So fast forward to our circumstances today, when you look around you today in the era of the coronavirus popularly known as COVID-19. And many people are feeling trapped, just like the children of Israel felt, surrounded and trapped in between the chariots of Pharaoh, the Philistines, the Red Sea, and other enemy nations. Today, as we congregate before our holy God, all around the world, including the United States, many, many people are stuck between COVID-19, hunger, illnesses, death, and man's inhumanity to man with no good way of escape. Many are feeling surrounded and suffocating under the weight of all sorts of problems, and they are in despair. For most people, this year started out rather uneventfully on January 1st as just another regular new year to which each of us looked forward with godly hope for the realization of our desired goals and aspirations. 
Unfortunately for many, the hope has turned into despair and for others into outright disaster after COVID-19 struck. Hopes have been crushed and dreams turned into nightmares. For many across the globe, the situation has degenerated into having to choose between being infected with a deadly virus that has no known reliable cure or vaccine while in search of daily bread or staying at home and dying of hunger. Many don't even have these options as governments had shut down everything. Businesses had to shut down and employees put out of work. Many with poor prospects of ever getting their jobs back. Many business owners are now competing with laid off employees for government handouts. Many have lost their entire life savings when the stock market crashed and the retirement portfolios of many have been wiped clean. Suicides have increased, not only among people who have lost everything, but unfortunately among the health first responders who have simply become overwhelmed by the unexpected and the sheer extent of human suffering. Schools are closed and children have nowhere to go, complaining day and, and night of boredom. Domestic violence have increased within families resulting from frustration of being stuck together inside the home. Even the houses of worship have been abandoned for fear of contracting the evil virus. For a while, the bustling city streets of America looked like ghost towns. Humanity suddenly disappeared from the streets. People no longer shake hands or give hugs. Man's faith in medical and technological science has failed him. The brightest of human minds are confounded. The wisdom of the wise has been humbled and rendered of no effect. Man has suddenly realized there is a God in heaven. The God through whose words this earth was established and the fullness thereof. The one who liberated the children of Israel from hundreds of years of oppressive servitude in the land of Egypt 
the deliverer of Elijah when he found himself surrounded by the armies of Assyria. The one at whose command humanity bows. The book of Psalms chapter 30 verse 5 says, for his anger is but for a moment. His favor is for a lifetime. Weeping may last for the night, but a shout of joy comes in the morning. All across the globe, having been disappointed by humanity's overrated abilities, and having now witnessed the limits of his knowledge and mastery of his circumstances, many are now returning to God and reestablishing their faith in him. How else in the world could you explain the following? 1,100 people suddenly signing up for Bible studies following an electronic media evangelistic campaign sponsored by the Seventh-day Adventist Church in the country of Namibia. How about explaining Muslim brethren reaching out to a group of Adventists in yet another country asking for the Adventists to pray for them because they had seen and they know that God answers the prayer of Adventists. Brothers and sisters, there are hundreds of denominations out there. Why in the world did these people choose Adventists to pray for them? They could have gone to any of the other ones. These are just samples of the evangelistic praise reports that are coming from the ongoing 100 days of prayer program. In the country of Spain, video clips have surfaced of people dropping on their knees in the middle of the streets with arms raised heavenward, petitioning God for solutions to the pandemic. And in yet another country, videos have emerged of people rolling on city sidewalks in one of the Central American countries, begging God for mercy and deliverance. Everywhere you look, the story is the same. Devastation, an unimaginable level of human misery. Compounding the COVID-19 pandemic and the attendant ravages of illnesses, of hunger and death enters another problem, 
man's inhumanity to man, as exemplified by the recent killing of George Floyd by the police in Minneapolis. This has given rise to civil unrest on top of the pandemic, not only in the United States, but all across the globe. It was an exceptionally outrageous taking of a human life. His life snuffed out of him right before the whole world in what was an audacious racial police crime. Mr. Floyd may not have been a perfect human being. He may even have had some dark spots in his short life. That is besides the point. He certainly did not deserve to have his life taken over a fake $20 note. No one, no one deserves to be deprived of his or her life the way he was deprived of his, just because of the color of his skin. Permit me to quote the lyrics of a popular song by Bob Marley, and I quote, until the philosophy which holds one race superior and another inferior is finally and permanently discredited and abandoned, everywhere will be war until there is no longer first and second class citizens of any nation, until the color of a man's skin is no more significant than the color of his eyes, he says there will be war. That until the basic human rights are equally guaranteed to all without regard to race, there will be war. Praise God that our forebearers in the Seventh-day Adventist Church, specifically in the person of Sister White, <clears throat> recognize the evil of racism when in the formative years when she wrote in the manuscript release, volume 11, page 229, and she says, while we endeavor to keep the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace, we will not, with our pen or voice, cease to protest against bigotry. Ever since George Floyd breathed his last breath under the knee of the white officer pressed against his neck and with him pleading 
as his life was being snuffed out of him, the world has not been the same. The whole world seems to be coming apart at the seams with the last words of Mr. Floyd, I can't breathe, reverberating all across the globe. I submit to you today, brothers and sisters, and our children, and our moms, that surrounded and helpless, though we may feel, by all the troubles around us, we must not despair. For despair means we have no hope. We are not alone. The God of Israel is on our side. As the Lord now promised us in the Holy Book that if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. This, my brothers and sisters, is a direct promise from our God to us today, a promise to heal our world, if only we would follow these instructions. I don't know about you, I cannot wait to get rid of this year already and bury it deep down in the history books. But since we have no powers to make the year disappear, God calls us today to be still. And he said to know that I am God and I will be exalted among the nations and I will be exalted in the earth. And he says, many are the afflictions of the righteous, of you, my people, but he, the Lord, delivers him from them all. Didn't say from some of them. He said, from them all. For even though we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, we will fear no evil. For the Lord is with us. His rod and his staff, they comfort us. How? Since the Lord himself is a light and our salvation, whom shall we fear? The Lord is the strength of our lives, of whom shall we be afraid? When the wicked one came against us to eat up our flesh and our enemies and our foes, they stumbled and they fell. 
Though an army may encamp against us, our hearts shall not fear. Though war may rise against us, in these will we be confident. One thing have we desired of the Lord that we seek, that we may dwell in the, in the house of the Lord all the days of our lives to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. For in the time of trouble, he shall hide us in his pavilion. In the secret place of his tabernacle, he shall hide us. He shall set us high upon a rock, and now our heads shall be lifted up above our enemies all around us. Therefore, will we offer sacrifices of joy in his tabernacle, we will sing, oh yes, we will sing praises to the Lord. Hear, O Lord, when we cry up unto you with our voices, have mercy also upon us and answer us. When you said, O Lord, seek my face, our heart said to you, your face, Lord, we will seek. Do not hide your face from us, O Lord. Do not turn your servants away in anger. You have been our help. Do not leave us nor forsake us, O God of our salvation. When our fathers and our mothers forsake us, then you, O Lord, will take care of us. Teach us your way, O Lord, and lead us in a smooth path because of our enemies. Do not deliver us to the will of our adversaries, for false witnesses have risen against us, and such as breathe out violence. We would have lost heart, if not that we had believed that we will see the goodness of the Lord in this land of the living. Wait on the Lord, my people. Be of good courage, and he shall strengthen your heart. Wait, I say on the Lord. May the Lord bless us as we continue to go through this period of uncertainty. May he keep us. May he keep our faith strong in him. Is my prayer this day. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Let us pray. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord cause his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift his countenance upon you 
and give you peace. Peace within you, peace in your homes, peace amongst the people, and peace in your places of work. In Jesus' name. You're a miracle walking God. Your name is Yahweh. Yahweh, Yahweh. Your name is Yahweh. You're a miracle walking God. Your name is Yahweh. A sovereign power with Made us of clay and formed us men. And when like one dream ship we stray, he brought us to is called again. Yahweh, Yahweh, your name is Yahweh. You're a miracle walking God. Your name is Yahweh, Yahweh, Yahweh. Your name is Yahweh. You're a miracle walking God. Your name is Yahweh. He'll crowd his gates with a full voice. High as the heavens are, voices raise. With a ten thousand tongues, shall fill his court with sounding praise. Wide as the children to sit before your throne. So thank you 
and to seek your face. Jehovah, I know that everyone that is seated before you, we have many things to thank which you have done for us. And we also have things to request before you. Please, Jesus, as you know all, take all our thanks and take all our requests that everyone that is having one thing or the other, which he or she could have spoken today, that Jehovah, you will hear and do it for us. As we have brought the burden before you, may we go rejoicing without carrying the burden back in Jesus' name. Jehovah, we also pray that you will come and be with us. We need your Holy Spirit, more especially our children and everyone. Let every family that is being represented in this line, on this line today, they have come with one thing or the other. Jehovah, we pray that you will meet each and every one of us at the point of our needs, that as we go, we will go rejoicing. Every one of us will go full of your blessings, full of your Holy Spirit, Jehovah. Many more other things we have to ask, but thou knowest all. Do them for us and take your glory. In the mighty name of our Lord Jesus Christ, we have prayed. Amen.